Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Well, good evening, everyone. Tonight, I will be interviewing Jessica Humphreys. She is currently has two paths working in tandem. She has a lifetime of experience in professional sales and customer service, and she's also available to train and support people in a number of ways professionally. More recently, as her life has transpired, as it does, she's moved into realizing her ability to provide effective life and spiritual support to others. A grasp on life in some fashion is a necessity, of course, if one is to ever be successful and truly happy professionally or otherwise. She is a nurse um, by education or by trade. So let's bring her in. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining my podcast. And I would love to welcome you. Um, And please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, most importantly, I'm the mom of three. That's my my number one biggest, most important duty. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so outside of my mom of three, I've, um, I'm trained as a nurse professionally. I worked as a clinical nurse, registered nurse for a year, um, got away from that and um, moved on to a, a world working in drug development and sales and business and all of these wonderful things. Um, of course, as the business world goes for us, we also have, have our personal world. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's all of, all of these things that happen in tandem. And um, I'm 41, so I've, you know, had some li- experience in life, experience in business, and interested in sort of wrapping that all up together and just reaching out and helping people along the way, however I can do that. Awesome. Awesome. And that's that's exactly what this uh, whole podcast is about, is... Uh, really just reaching out and helping people with what we do as well as our story. So to go on to our story, can you, for the guests, tell or the listeners, I should say, um, tell them your story that made you transpire into what you're doing now? Well, I think um, as far as the life coaching side of things goes, um, that's definitely sort of my my newer train of thought, if you will. And I, I mm-hmm. think it's um, just sort of collectively at some point going, wow, Jessica, a lot of people tell you you've been really helpful to them. Um, you've supported them, you know, for health and wellness and for healing and for, you know, doing different productive and wonderful things in their lives. And um, I think just me being me has resulted in, you know, a lot of this positive feedback from people. And then me going, you know, if people are finding this helpful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how can I, how can I, can I help? How can I help for real? A little more officially, how can I, you know, put me out there and put an umbrella out there and, and help people in a little more uh, official capacity. You know, I've, Mm -hmm. I've lived through my, um, my other half who was a a friend since we were childhood, you know, since childhood, um, you know, came to my door, um, a very sick man. And we already had one mutual child and he had two others and we combined families 
um, when he was so sick that we thought he was going to die. And um, just literally, and he, and he didn't. Um, he came to my door, a dead man walking, and um, with the idea that he was going to die and I was going to raise our kids. And thank God he didn't. And here we still are seven years later. But, um, you know, with that, <laughs> it's a huge, it's a huge lot of opportunity for growth and learning. Yeah. Um, when you talk about that. terminal illness and what that does to a person and what that does to a relationship and a family and everything else. And um, so there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of learning, a lot of growth, a lot of healing that has happened in my immediate life and around me that, again, has sort of helped encourage me, support me and make me believe in in the ability of these things to be a little contagious. Um, if, if you're in the mood to, to go out there and help people. So that's mm-hmm. really what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I can totally um, relate to that because I'm the same. And I, I was doing, um, you know, a certain line of work. And then I was like, this is just, it's not what I should be doing. You know, it wasn't a calling. Right. And, and I think, you know, that leads me to my next question is, like, how do you help people find their passion? So what, you know, I'm sure in your coaching, that's probably something you offer, um, is really helping people to dig deep so that they don't have to live on an unhappy basis. <laughs> Correct. And I think a lot of helping people figure that out, are starting with ourselves, is sort of undoing every you know sort of figuring out everything you don't want Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and the notion of undoing everything you you know sort of got stuck in your head already all of your life about what you're supposed to be doing or where you're supposed to be or or whatever the case may be I think we all have you know at least a a trilogy of voices in our head whether it be a combination of parents or siblings or teachers or or something you know with that voice you're, you're supposed to do this you're supposed to do that and you know we we grow up sort of you know responding and reacting to all of these voices in sort of an automated robotic kind of way and never once stopping to ask ourselves, you know, what do we want to be doing? What is our passion? Where should we be? Um, and mm-hmm. I think so much of helping people is, is helping them see through the, the murky waters of, of everybody else's opinions and views on their life and helping them find their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and isn't it so easy to just to worry about what everybody else thinks rather than what we own like what we think right it's a disease <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's so easy to do it unless you can be aware of it right once you're Correct. aware then you can kind of be like oh I'm doing that <laughs> stop yeah and I think so many of us just go day to day on autopilot we don't mm-hmm. really ever stop to think about it and sometimes just having that outside person go hey this is what I see hello mm-hmm. um it's you know, sort of a light bulb goes off. And if people are receptive, you know, you can start from that point and and be pretty productive together. Yeah. So what, what are the, what are the top, I'm going to say, we'll just say the top, what's the top reason that people come to you for life coaching? I think it's because people find me to be just pretty open, easy to talk to and receptive. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to talking about difficult topics, things that are uncomfortable for a lot of people, whether that's sexuality, whether that's death, whether that's whatever it may be. Um, I, I find myself to be a lot more comfortable than the average person talking about these things. And I can talk to really anybody about anything um, with comfort, with ease. If it's something I've experienced or have experienced with, I'll say so. If I haven't, I'll say that too. Um, and I think, I think inherently people just, people tell me more than I ever expect them to often. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they just feel comfortable talking with me, whether it's in the grocery store line or whether it's you know, a coaching client or whether it's a friend, 
Um, I just, you know, people, I think overwhelmingly feel quite comfortable just telling me things that are personal. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it funny how that kind of works? I know yes. I, I have this, I can relate to that as well. Cause I'll have people just tell their whole life story and it's like, whoa. <laughs> right. Oh right. And God. they just somehow inherently feel comfortable with us to do that. And yeah, it's a, it's a really huge vote of confidence for me. I find it rather humbling, you know, that people mm-hmm. put that much trust and faith in you just sort of sometimes very blindly. But it's, um, you know, if we're if we're putting out that vibe and we're that person that people feel really good and comfortable with um, to be supportive of, of them and their struggles or whatever, then I, I think it's sort of our obligation to do something with that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, a lot of people with the the people, their f- friends and family and stuff, they feel a bit judged, even if they're not, right? Yes. They feel a bit judged. So if, if they have someone kind of like a third party that isn't in the situation it just right. makes it that much easier yes yeah I think what would be your um what would be your advice to to someone that's kind of stuck like they're not quite sure you know what they want to do they they know they're in a rut but right. they're not quite sure what to do what would your advice be to them I think the first piece of advice is try to find a piece of silence whether it's, you know, in your, if it's in your environment to help promote the, you know, a little bit of silence in your own mind, you, you've got to be able to find a piece of silence and hold on to that long enough to really start hearing your own voice inside to be able to, to search for what it is that you really truly want to do. And I think sometimes that does start with making a list of things you definitely don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, looking at the things that, that you're passionate about, you know, it's, you know, not does, you know, what, not what does mom think I should be doing or dad think I should be doing, but what, what am I passionate about? And then step two is figuring out how to turn that into something lucrative if you need to make a living. Right. Right. Which a lot of people, that's what they'll say. Right. I like to do this, but I can't, you know, I can't do it or I, there's something else holding me back. Right. Right. And then the goal is to identify those obstacles and help them remove them because oftentimes they're just self-limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and other voices in their head that are making them, believe that that's the case but um it's it really comes down to identifying what it is that might make them happy and then start talking about eliminating those faulty beliefs and those self-limiting beliefs that are that are preventing them from going after it yeah yeah exactly and let's uh, while we're on the subject of the self-limiting beliefs can you kind of go through a couple of the big ones that a lot of people are dealing with Hmm. right now i i think for a lot of us you know we 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 want to have an easier life. We want money to come easier. But for some reason, and I know this is for me personally, I tend to look around at a lot of people that have a lot of money that are very wealthy. And I tend to think, you know, they're, they're consumed with consumerism. They're materialistic. They're, um, they're maybe a little gaudy and flaunty. And, and I don't find those traits appealing, you know. Mm-hmm. So if I relate those negative characteristics with having lots of money, then I'm limiting myself just by nature of my opinion of wealthy people, um, I'm, I'm limiting myself and my ability to, to truly be a wealthy person myself. Right, right. And I think that's a common one. I think that's yeah. a very common one. Yeah. We, I actually just did an interview a couple of days ago with uh, Sherry, and we talked about that with money. Mm-hmm. And I even found myself, as like, she asked me, how do I feel about money? And I said, money disgusts me because you have to have it to live. Like, it just irritates me. 
And she's like, well, no wonder. <laughs> right. There we go. You have that thought of money. So why would it come to you? <laughs> right. And I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's so true. And even when we don't, you know, and it's not that I don't make enough money, but I want to make a little extra money. You know, I make right. enough, but I want to make extra. But that extra just doesn't come for me. It just kind of sits. Because you know, we tell ourselves we're supposed to be humble. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be okay with just enough. Just enough is just enough and you're fine. You're better right. off than most. Be happy, be humble, be grateful. Yeah. Um, and suddenly if we put ourselves into this category of something negative, if we want to be wealthy and it's not negative to want to be wealthy, it's about responsibility of what you do once you get there, I think. But that's right. Um, it's not about being wealthy in and of itself. It's not a bad thing. It's about the responsibilities you have once you get there. Mm-hmm. And I, what, what do you think the, uh, the second top one would be other than money for women. I think women have a lot of them that we don't even realize they're so ingrained into us, just culturally speaking from, you know, hundreds of years, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, you know, that we just, I think, you know, we don't even try it, but we, we believe that maybe we aren't capable of having the high level positions that the man does, or that we won't be able to get it within a company because it's a lot of, you know, men running the show there or, that maybe we'll never make the amount of money that the men do or whatever. And so we sort of settle in that mindset and don't really go after what we truly deserve or could honestly have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you have a website. Can you tell our, our listeners um, how to get in touch with you? Sure. Awesome. My website is www.jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, dash Humphreys, H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y-S, dot com. Awesome. You can also find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, as well as YouTube. Awesome. And um, oh, I was going to ask you something else. Uh, oh, that one totally eluded me. See, I don't, I don't write down my questions. I just ask them as they come. It's all That's about, okay. It's all about raw. <laughs> Do it. It's just a conversation, right? Um, but I'm going to ask you if you could give our listeners <clears throat> one of your biggest learnings. So something that you have learned and you want to pass forward to help other people so they don't have to do it the hard way (laughs) what would you tell them you know I think it only occurred to me within the last couple years how truly hard on ourselves most people are Mm -hmm. I don't think I could ever be as critical of other people as many of them already are of themselves Mm -hmm. and when you start talking to folks and realizing how critical they are of themselves I just want to shake every single one of them and scream at the top of my lungs and say stop it yeah (laughs) stop it now you're human. You're not supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to have a few cracks in that pot. It's mm-hmm. okay. Love yourself anyway. And anybody else that's critical of you, tell them to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. hundred percent. Because I just, I, I even tell my 10 year old daughter, one of the most powerful things you're ever going to learn is how to just tell somebody to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, and some people need that. <laughs> I mean, they do really, because yeah. you, you've just, you've got to manage the voices in your head and the people around you. And, and if you're around people that are constantly criticizing you, putting you down, being critical, those are the voices you hear in your own head. And you mm-hmm. at some point stop loving yourself like you should. And, and looking at yourself in the mirror every day and being able to see a human person that's fallible, but worthy um, yeah. is vitally important to happiness and success, whether it's personally or professionally. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Now, my last question for you, just because you brought up the whole um, self-care and loving yourself, what would be, in your opinion, the best way to start that, that journey with yourself? I think so many people have a hard time saying no. And I think when they finally learn to, for the very first time, speak up and say no to that person, they never say no to, even though they want to every time. Mm-hmm. I think with that first no, that first time comes a beautiful bit of empowerment that mm-hmm. um, becomes a little bit of a chain reaction of events once you learn how to do it the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And just putting boundaries up. Right? Boundaries are so important. Yeah. So many of us don't have them. And those of us that do, um, we let people sort of um, push our boundaries if we're not careful. And because we're, we're relaxed, we're easygoing or whatever. And I think those of us that are that are more laid back are uh, more in a dangerous position of people taking advantage if you don't remember how to, to keep the boundaries in place that are healthy. Yeah, I totally agree. I've actually been tested with that in my own relationships in life. And I, I don't have huge boundaries, but they people that want to take will just keep pushing. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And they they don't care. And that's those are the people that you need to tell to go to hell or you have to learn you have to learn because unfortunately even if you're a very passive and easygoing person um people will take advantage of that and Mm -hmm. and they will suck you dry they will suck away your happiness they will suck away your money they'll suck away all of it if you let them and yeah um you've got to learn to put start putting your foot down one one no at a time one person at a time Mm -hmm. baby steps right like that movie what about bob i love that one Mm -hmm. um it's all about baby steps right one thing at a time one no with one person start there Mm mm-hmm yeah. Awesome. Well, it has been so nice talking with you, Jessica. Um, I hope everybody takes a look at your website and your YouTube and your Facebook and everywhere else they can find you, which I assume is all on your website. If you just, yep, yep. You just Google awesome. me, you'll find me. <laughs> perfect. 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 Well, you have a great evening and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks You're for having welcome. me. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was Jessica. What a great story she has. And I'm so happy to be interviewing people like her on this podcast. I hope you, the listeners, are enjoying my interviews that I'm putting out there. And I hope to bring you lots, lots more. I have probably close to 20 scheduled for the next month. So I want to bring you this information to help heal yourself and your relationships that you have with everyone around you so stay tuned there will be lots more to come peace out